a podcast to equip us to live the best life for ourselves and those we love. Join me as we simplify our thinking to make the impact that we were made to create, because having the future we want begins with our thoughts and actions today. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to the What is Simplicity podcast, and my name is Delia Powell. I am your simplicity expert and life coach. Today's topic is about overcoming learned helplessness through understanding it. Uh, I want to apologize, first of all, because I have been so sick this week, but tomorrow is Friday and I needed to record, so I made myself record so that I can make sure that you have something to listen to. Thank you so much for listening today. We are going to be discussing how we contribute to learn helplessness in ourselves and others in our life. We will also be discussing how to combat it and overcome it. But first, we're going to have to learn what it is and why it's important for us to discuss. So let's begin. Where did the concept of learned helplessness originate from? The concept originated from the 1960s in a series of experiments conducted by two psychologists by the names of Seligman and Meyer. They were studying the effects of uncontrolled stress on dogs. They observed that after experiencing a series of shocks, the dogs would not escape. The dogs became passive and stopped trying to avoid the shocks, even when it was possible for them to do so. This led selling men and Meyer to hypothesize that the dogs had learned to feel helpless and that this learning had generalized into other situations. They call this phenomenon the learned helplessness, and that is what we are discussing today. And they went on to conduct further research research on the topic, which revealed that learned helplessness could occur in humans as well. Seligman and Meyer's research also learned helplessness had significant implications for understanding depression, anxiety, and other mental disorders. It also led to the development of cognitive behavioral therapies that aim to help individuals overcome learned helplessness by changing their thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors. Although we do not deal with therapy here, We are going to be discussing this topic because I think it's a very good topic. Sometimes we have gotten into a pigeonhole and we do not even realize that we have learned helplessness. So it's very good for us to discuss this today. I think it will really benefit you. How does learned helplessness affect an individual? When control and hope is removed from someone, we become helpless and we give up. So we lose the ability to try, we lack control, and that takes away the urge for us to thrive, and we merely just want to survive. Learned helplessness gives individuals a lower self-esteem and self-efficacy. Individuals who have experienced learned helplessness may develop a negative self-image and feel that they are incapable of achieving their goals or making positive changes in their life. 
And that is why it's so important for us to understand about learned helplessness. This is not something that just happens. We don't wake up one day and say, oh, I am now helpless. This is something that creeps up on us. It's something that we end up experiencing and we do not even know that we are experiencing it. So we need to know and understand that learned helplessness has been linked to a risk of developing anxiety and depression. Individuals who feel that they are powerless to change their situation may experience feelings of hopelessness and helplessness, which can lead to a sense of despair. So it's also good for us to know that individuals who have learned to feel helpless may be less motivated to take action as if they believe that their efforts will be futile. This can lead to reduced productivity and difficulty in achieving personal or professional goals. So learned dependency in some cases is also learned helplessness that can lead to a sense of dependency on others as individuals may feel that they are unable to take care of themselves or make decisions independently. Physical health problems like chronic stress and feeling of helplessness have been linked to a range of physical health problems such as high blood pressure, heart disease, and weakened immune function. Now that we have learned how helplessness affects an individual, let's also talk about how we can combat learned helplessness. First of all, it's important for us to note that learned helplessness is not a permanent state and that it can be overcome with appropriate interventions and support. When we are suffering from learned helplessness, we need to make sure that we work on developing a growth mindset by believing that we can improve our skills and abilities through hard work and perseverance. The key here, I believe, is hard work and perseverance because these are the things that we stop doing when we are in a helpless mindset. By adopting a growth mindset, you can begin to see challenges as opportunities rather than an insurmountable obstacle. We need to also make sure that we're practicing self-compassion by treating ourselves with kindness and understanding rather than criticism. Self-compassion involves acknowledging our mistakes and weaknesses without judgment. Now, we need to also remember that without judgment means that we feel our feelings. We do not judge ourselves for not being able to do something. We accept ourselves the way that we are. I was talking to a client earlier this week, and the client was telling me how bad she felt because she had not began doing her business earlier in her life. And now that she is in her 30s, she feels like she has just begun a new stage in her life that is so much more difficult because it would have been easier in her 20s before she had children and before all of this stuff. And I explained to her that 
when you start is the best time to start because when you fight that when you fight when you're starting something then you end up becoming more critical of yourself and that is where practicing self-compassion comes in because we need to treat ourselves with kindness and understanding rather than self-criticism self-compassion involves acknowledging our mistakes and weaknesses without judgment and offering our support to ourselves and the encouragement that we need either from ourselves or from others around us. Another thing that we can do to avoid or overcome learned helplessness is to set achievable goals by starting with small achievable goals that build confidence and a sense of accomplishment. As you achieve the smaller goals, you can gradually increase their difficulty. One of the things that this reminds me of is Eat That Frog. It's a book that I read, and basically what it said was, just do it. Do do the hard thing. Just do it. And once you do it, you're going to realize that it's really not that bad. It doesn't matter where you start, just start. Also challenge negative self-talk by identifying the negative thoughts and beliefs that are contributing to your feelings of helplessness. Challenge them with evidence-based positive affirmations. I have a client who recently got her doctorate and she is amazing. I think she's so wonderful because of everything that she has accomplished. And when I was working with her earlier this year in January, uh, one of the things that she mentioned to me was, I don't know if I can do this. And sure enough, she was able to get it done. And when she called me to tell me that she had finished and passed her dissertation, I explained to her, from now on, anything that seems so hard for you, you will be able to come back to this moment and you will be able to tell yourself, if I was able to do that, I'm able to do anything. And she agreed. And it was very good for her to know and understand that because sometimes we do not give ourselves enough credit when we have raised children, when we have climbed the corporate ladder, when we have held a job for longer and longer period of time uh, throughout our lifetime. We don't give ourselves enough credit and sometimes we need to be gentle with the way that we talk to ourselves and we need to make sure that the goals that we achieve are also uh, goals that we can look back and say, you know what, I was able to do that. I know that I can do other things as well. It's very good for us to know and understand that the things that we have done, the hard things that we have done are a testament of the things that we can potentially do. And I know that I have said in previous podcast that your past does not determine your future. And I stand by what I'm saying. Your past doesn't determine your future. But understanding that you have accomplished hard things in your life and knowing that after going through them, you're okay. That is the kind of strength that I'm suggesting that you pull from. The kind of strength that only comes from hardship, only comes from uh, living through something that you felt was so difficult and you have overcome it. Remember to seek support by reaching out to friends or family members 
or a life coach, hint, hint, I'm here, who can help you uh, to plan by overcoming your learned helplessness by providing guidance with specific techniques and strategies. And remember that one of the most effective ways to overcome learned helplessness is to take action. So even small steps toward your goal can build momentum and help you feel more in control of your life. Now, what do we do when we have contributed to someone else's learned helplessness? First, we need to begin by accepting our fault with the situation, because remember that growth begins with admitting that there's a problem. Acknowledge your role and take responsibility for your actions and apologize if it's necessary. And also remember that you need to listen to the other person's perspective. By listening to the other person's perspective and trying to understand how your behavior may have contributed to their learned helplessness, it's going to help you to be able to know what you need to do differently. Because encouraging autonomy, by encouraging the person to take action to make decisions for themselves, you're providing them with the guidance and support, but you're also allowing them to take the lead. So make sure that you also provide positive feedback for them because when a person is taking action or is making progress, when you give them positive feedback and encouragement, this will help them build their self-esteem, their confidence, and their self-efficacy. There is nothing sadder than a person who gives up on living. Idleness and carelessness is the enemy of living. We need to always have a purpose. Always look for a purpose. Because when you have a purpose, it helps you to be able to continue moving forward, even when you don't feel like it. Last but not least, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Please share this with a friend. And don't forget to leave me a five-star review in whatever platform you are listening. Five-star reviews really help me to be able to get ahead uh, in my podcast. So thank you so much for all of your five-star reviews. Don't leave anything but a five-star review. Review. If you have anything other than a five-star review, send me an email and we can talk. So the more that we share, remember that the healthier and stronger that we will be. And thank you guys so much for listening. Until next week. Please feel free to send me an email if you have any questions on any of this or if you have a particular topic that you want for me to address in the future. I would be happy to do that at delia at whatissimplicity.com. Have an awesome day and I'll talk to you next week.